Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. We are here to talk about the past week in WWE, which includes Raw, SmackDown Live, 205 Live, WWE NXT, and of course, this weekend we have NXT TakeOver Chicago and WWE Backlash. Say what? I'm Owen, joined as always by John. And I would just like to uh, implore you all here at the be- beginning of the show, if you are uh, some of the people out there uh, who are disappointed in the closing of uh, the We Searcher website, uh, well, for one, you're a dirtbag, but it- it's fine because actually there's a good way to redeem yourself. You can take that money that you were going to use on some weird, like, gross bounty of some conspiracy theory or whatever, and instead take it over to patreon.com slash pwc. And you could support great wrestling journalism and dumb podcasts and things like this. Isn't that great, Owen? It's not great and not horrible at all. Yeah, so give us your money, because we're completely ad-free and, like, you know, supported by viewers and listeners like you. So, you know, do that. That's cool. Hey, John. Isn't it? That is very subtle. Good job. You know, got to get our, our plug in for the Patreon for the week somehow. Anyway, uh, also joining us, Owen, is uh, everybody out there in Internet land. Isn't that cool? Not cool. There we go. That's the line. Uh, yeah, we're streaming live over at Mixwell.com slash Zonecast, so uh, check us out. In the Oh, we're moderating our chat there and our Twitter at The Heel Turn. So send us your questions and your comments, and we'll get to them as we deem fit. Owen. Hey, John. I said I, I, I burned out my, my, my talk. Well, I've not burned out my talk, sir, because while there was no wrestling pay-per-view last weekend, you know what was last weekend? Uh, Another weekend? Eurovision 2017! Oh. Eurovision was awesome. It was way better than any of the wrestling that happened this week. Well, I mean, I've only seen... Except for 205 Live, that was really good. I've only seen two things from Eurovision. And what are that? Uh, the thing from 2011, um, with the, the Ireland's singing turkey. Uh-huh. That, that is scary. Yeah, and what else? And when Lordy won for playing Hard Rock Hallelujah. Because that's just fucking weird and awesome. You didn't see the thing from 2010 where there was an epic sax guy? No. It was an epic sax guy. Was it the epic sax guy? Yes, the epic sax guy. That's where he came from, Eurovision 2010. No, no, I mean Sergio Flores. No, not that guy. It's a different one. No, it's it's the one that's the meme. It's the epic sax guy. Fuck that. Sexy sax man or nothing. It's the only sax guy I recognize. See, that's sexy sax man. This is epic sax man. Because he's dancing with, with sunglasses on and he's playing a real cool beat. Uh, this sounds exactly like Sexy Sax Man, except a whole lot less careless whispers, so... Well, yeah, no, it's an original song, because it's Eurovision. Fuck that! Well, you know what, John? What? Seven years later. He's back! Oh, really? And he had... He was part of my favorite song of the entire contest, and they came in third place. Who won? Um, some idiot from Portugal with a real sappy song. Was it Portugal the Man? No, it was a man from Portugal. Because Portugal the Man would have been awesome. All right, then. I guess question answered. 
Yeah, but the there was that. The Epic Sax guy came back with an awesome song. Um, there was a horseman that was standing on a ladder for some reason while this lady was writing all over these chalkboards that were against the wall. Uh, there was a dancing gorilla. Okay, bringing it back to Alex Jones. Now I'm in. Let's do this. Yeah, there was a dancing gorilla, man. What did they What did they put in the water to turn the horse into? I mean, the the the, the guy on on the ladder with the horse head took it off eventually. That made me very sad. But I did like his dance. I Disappointing. Say, I, I did send you the dance though. The dance is pretty good. Horse man True. did a good dance. Uh, what else happened on, on your revision? There was the gorilla I mentioned. There was a, a rapping slash yodeling song that was great. From Romania, of all places. Don't know how I feel about that, but okay, sure. Well, you should listen to it. It's actually pretty good. Um, there was a guy who did a duet with himself. As you do. No, but you don't understand. I mean, technically I've seen William Shatner do a trio with himself. No, I mean, but he did this live without, like, editing. Like, this was him just singing one performance, but doing a duet. Hold on a second. Are you meaning to tell me that there were not three William Shatners on that stage doing Rocket Man? I, I, I don't want to alarm you, but... I don't believe you! That was the magic of editing. Impossible. William Shatner is a, is a spaceman. Uh, no, he's, he's a Rocket Man. Oh, shit, you're right, my bad. But, uh... But this guy is this, this is this big heavy guy. He could sing like super high, but like not like annoyingly high, but like really well and high, and then also sing a low operatic. And he was duetting duetting with himself. It was amazing. Damn! Like you should see that. It's, I was extremely impressed. So yeah, Eurovision was great. Second year it was airing in the U.S. We still can't vote. We still can't participate. But it's a great time to watch. I, I still find some of my favorite songs of the year through that contest. And probably later this week, I will send you some clips to check out. However, to view these clips, you may need to find a way to tell the internet that you're actually in Europe. I got a tour browser. I can figure this out. Yep, that's what, that's what I did. I figured out a way to say, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm in the UK. Show me all the good songs, please. But yeah, that was, my, that was my past weekend. And then, of course, wrestling happened through the week. Would you like to talk about that wrestling? Before we talk about wrestling, you you have seen that Dustin the Turkey thing, right? I believe I have. It's, it's something else, man. If I have not, I'm going to refresh my memory after the show. Maybe you should refresh your memory while we listen to the news jingle. Hey, John. Give it a bop, it's a bow! Nailed it. There's some wrestling news this week. Yeah, there sure is. How do you feel about the Bing Bong? The Bing Bong Braun Strowman is my favorite Roman killing sweet boy. Remember last week he was in a sling? Yeah. Well, he had elbow surgery. I heard. And then WWE's like, whoops, he's out six months. And I was like, fuck, god damn it, son of a bitch! And I think the internet collectively was like, fuck, god damn it, son of a bitch. Indeed. And then, you know what I did? What's that? I went back to my sources who had originally told me he was going to be out four to eight weeks. What? And they, and then on, I, I did this late Monday night slash early Tuesday morning, and they're like, yeah, about that. 
it's still four to eight weeks. That's all just storyline stuff. Don't don't believe it. So I said okay. Thank you. So there you go. Oh, Let's... thank Christ. Yeah. So see, John, I I made sure to double check with people to make sure that that was actually accurate, and it was not. So he'll probably show up at the July pay per view. I would hope to set up a SummerSlam thing. The Bing Bong's a fire. He's a great ball of fire, in fact. Speaking of great balls of fire... Raw is, ratings? No, not the raw ratings. Um, WWE announced oh, man. today a partnership with a little video game called Rocket League. So I heard! And I was like, oh, that's cool, they're sponsoring the pay-per-view backlash. And then they're like, yeah, also they're sponsoring Great Balls of Fire. Also, they're going to be a partner... For SummerSlam. What does that mean? Well, you know how Snickers is a partner for WrestleMania, and 7-Eleven is usually a, a, spot, a partner for uh, for SummerSlam? Yes. So I'm assuming the lead-up to SummerSlam, they're going to put WWE stuff into their game, and then WWE's going to promote their game. That's what so, I as we, so we talked about this w- last week, of course. And yeah. fantasize about what this could possibly be. So, how far do you think they're going to go with it? Like, do you think they're going to do... So, like, what we've seen is, you know... Oh, uh... I, I know how far they're going. Okay. There's going to be six episodes of Up, Up, Down, Down in a series directed straight to Rocket League. It's going to be Rocket League stuff for six episodes in a series. Oh, that's that's all it is. They're not going to do like items in Rocket League. But I don't know the details of that because that's on Rocket League's side. I'm telling you what I know from WWE side. Well, I know, but what I'm what I'm saying to you is we already have the precedent of what's going on with Rocket League. So, like you know, NBA they they only have like you know team flags that you can buy. Like Hot Wheels, they added in like a whole bunch of like crazy secret choppers you can unlock, and then like you know Hot Wheels cars that you can buy to to drive. Like. How far do you think they're going to go with this? Like, you think we're going to get some, like, here's a, a Rom Dog Rain super punching your car on the topper? Like, you think they're going to just do, like, you know, team flags like they did for uh, for the NBA stuff? What if... We're going to get cars, maybe? What if we get a casket car for The Undertaker? I would be into that. What if we get Steve Austin's ATV? As I said last week, what if we get the the Dungeon of Doom sumo wrestling monster truck? What if we get the uh, WCW and NWO monster trucks? Oh, man. What if we get an arena that's just a giant wrestling ring? And it becomes, and they put in a Royal Rumble mode where you have to knock people over the top rope. I feel like that's going too far. I don't think so, with the, the fact that they're doing three pay-per-views. And that WWE is essentially getting to esports with them. I'm more saying going too far is than I think that would actually not be a fun mode. I think it'd be hilarious if it was a limited time thing. Some kind of wrestling themed mode would be pretty funny. I don't know. That, that's my my. Thought. I'm just saying, man. As someone who still plays Rocket League and like likes when they add new modes like yo drop shots real good and i really like it what if they add a ladder wrestling you have to drive the car up the ladder to get the briefcase 
But again, what? And then you knock the briefcase into the goal? Yes. How do you get the ladders? How do you pick up the ladders? No, there's a ladder in the, in the middle of the arena. And you can tip it, of course, you can tip it over, and then it resets after a certain amount of time. John, I, I'm not a game developer. I don't know how to do this. I noticed! So let, let the Rocket League people do this. Stop making me come up with terrible ideas. All I know is that... There better be a car topper with the Rom Dog Reigns on it, and then I'm just going to change my PSN username to uh, to Roman Reigns God Mode Unlocked. What if the topper is just Roman Reigns' hair? Ew. And then you get a goatee on the front of it with fists. Roman Reigns is a car now. Going, moving on. All right. Tell um, me your next news story. Well, WWE signed another independent lady wrestler. Whoa! Her name is Kennedy Brink. Whoa! She's not going to NXT. Wait, what? Well, sorta. Because she is being signed by WWE as a referee! Huh! First female non-special referee since the 80s. That's awesome! Yep, she's 25 years old. And she's uh, started wrestling about seven years ago, doing like Shimmer, Shine, the uh, Ring of Honor, uh, NXT, and uh, yeah, instead of wrestling, she's going to be a referee, which is convenient because next month aren't or not next month in two months aren't they doing a women's tournament? Oh, wouldn't it make sense to have a women's referee for your women's tournament? Good. So yeah. I think that if they spin off to do a women's show, she will not be the only women's referee to get signed to WWE. Alrighty. And hopefully maybe they'll branch out to the main roster and then the, the, the women's matches will also get women's referees. Because why not? Let's get some women commentators. Remember Renee Young was one for a while? Yeah, that let's, was great. Let's do it. Let's, let's get- also, and in fact, you know what would also be cool? women refereeing men's matches because who cares well yeah i mean there's bumps you know when you take a bump this could be really bad ah you know i think let's take one step at a time i think that can happen in the future but for now let's let's test this out make sure that this works so this is all of course because i knew this news story before um this all got me thinking one thing mm-hmm. oh and yeah what's up what happened to drink younger is he not so next to I don't know. I haven't seen him in I don't know if I've seen him in a while. Is he still an NXT ref? Uh, he might be. Either that or look this up. Either that or he's doing SmackDown. I know we're not supposed to do research on podcasts, but I'm I'm gonna look this up. I wanna know. Okay. Well I'll tell you the next bit of news because it's very important to me and it doesn't matter to you at all. Because you don't watch SmackDown live when it's live. A while ago, including the uh, the debut episode of SmackDown Live, they did this cool thing where during a match, when they went to commercial, they did a little picture-in-picture, so you could still watch the match in the corner. And I said, that's fucking great, they should do that all the time. And then they only did it twice ever. Well, starting in July, it seems like they're going to be doing it way more often. Whoa. As in, all the time, when there's matches Say going what? on. When matches go through a commercial break, you're going to be able to watch it in the corner during the ads. 
because it was an experiment and apparently it worked because I praised it hard enough and now it's going to be a full-time thing for SmackDown. All right, then. Not for Raw. That's stupid, but okay. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know why Raw's not doing it. Maybe because SmackDown's the better show uh, and likes to do things differently, like, you know, have cool new contenders for the belts. I don't, I don't know. know about that. Well, of course not, because you you live in a hellhole on Monday nights. Which, actually, Monday this week was actually, may have been better than SmackDown. Jeez. I mean, it might have been. I need to hear, hear fully what happened, because I just listen to other people tell me what happened. So, yeah. I'm looking forward to more picture-in-picture during my SmackDown. It'll be great. It's a shame that that still means I won't see that if I watch on Hulu the next day. But, you know, extra instead of the tune in live. I have one more bit of news if you'd like to hear it. Sure. It's probably the biggest news story of the week, which is really fucking stupid. That is the biggest news story. Yeah, I... I, I why? Randy Orton being a piece of shit. Why is this a news story? Because it's insane that all this is spiraling out of control. Like, if it was, like, a one-off thing, it'd be like, ah, that's funny. But then it spiraled out of control, and then, oh, God, he's in a championship match that's going to be fucking terrible in front of a Chicago crowd that are going to know all of this. Oh, boy. It's going to be real bad on Sunday, let me tell you. Oh, yeah. Like, it's not going to be CM Punk chance. It's going to be dive chance. <laughs> because uh, Randy Orton took to Twitter to uh, echo some people's thoughts about indie wrestling being a bunch of uh, flippy, divey bullshit. So, like, give the full context. What, who posted the original tweet? Because I, I don't even know this. Like, I know that Will Osprey like, seized on it. A wrestler known as Rip Rogers. Who is that? A Mindy guy. And then TJP got in on it. And then Will Ospreay got in on it. Then Randy Orton got in on it. And then Bubba Ray got it. Dudley got in on it. And then that caused Randy Orton to get back in on it even and be a real piece of shit about it. And that's the thing that's weird is like... Okay, so people were just, like, not even, like, people were, like, being like, oh, this guy's right or everything. Like, people were just, like, making dive jokes because that was a fucking stupid funny line from that, like, completely out of nowhere. So people were just making jokes about it, and then Randy Orton made one, and then Bubba Ray Dudley made one that was actually pretty funny, and fucking Randy Orton just decided to be a dick to him. Yep, and I now we only care about Randy Orton being a dick to... Bubba Ray Dudley for no reason. Yeah, and then he wrote, then he posted a response. Yeah, the the fake apology. Well, there's, it, I don't think there was any apology there aside from the word "sorry," which had zero weight behind it. Like I said, fake apology. Yeah, but the, he does have a point that he's a 13-time world champion and and doing chin locks and fuck everything. He's gonna do so many headlocks on Sunday. Headlock. He's going to do so many headlocks. You think Kevin Owens is going to bring back Headlock Master now? He's going to be Chinlock Master. Because fuck Randy Orton. Fuck that, man. Headlock City. 
I don't think he wants that kind of heat in Chicago that day. I think I'll leave that up to Randy Orton. You're right. Owens will probably dive. Yeah, he'll no, he'll 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 fake a dive because he will chant dive and then he'll pretend to do it and then instead just step out of the ring and slap AJ. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That that's the Kevin Owens I know and love. It's great. Um, uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, Randy Orton's gonna get a bunch of sh- shit on Sunday, and I'm looking forward to that, and then nothing else about that match. Aside, yeah! Aside from the finish, I wanna see who wins. Oh, come on, man. You, you're telling me you're gonna hinder gender? I will talk to you when we get to the predictions, because I've got some thoughts. But, John, that's all I got for wrestling news, unless you have anything. Not that I can think of. Okay. And let's talk about possibly the second best show of the week, Monday Night Raw. No. No, it was bad? I mean, maybe not the worst show, because 205 Live still exists. And- <laughs> 205 Live <laughs> was the way. best, man. Okay. I liked it better than SmackDown. Okay, I mean... I, you didn't watch it, but man, so- something happened on that show that made me very, very happy. Oh, okay, cursor weights though. Yeah, except there's one I really like, and then he did a thing and it made me real happy. Yeah, and you speaking know. Of, speaking of uh, Drew Gulak, did you see the picture he posted on Tuesday? No. Well, actually, it might have been. It was either last. It was last him not doing a dive, I'm sure. No, it was even better. He was backstage with his no fly zone sign, standing next to Randy Orton. Yeah, about right. It was very good. I was like, yep. Because he had no caption next to it, just the picture. I'm like, yep, perfect. This is very good. They are now stable, unofficially. So, John. Yes. Tell me, tell me about the Monday Night Raw. Uh, Monday Night Raw is the, the longest-running show on cable. I don't know if you're aware of this. It's produced by the World Wrestling Entertainment, Inc. They are a publicly mm-hmm. traded company. I'm aware. I do not have shares in them anymore. It airs on the USA Network, and uh-huh. it's uh, bad. The end. Hey, John. I'm yeah? looking at your notes for Raw, and once again, you wrote no notes, which really is great for our Patreon supporters. It's Raw. Do you care? I mean, I don't, but I may say something, and I'll tell you if I care. Okay. Uh, Since you actually- didn't write anything down, John. Writing things down. I did. I wrote a lot down in the notes. Ever, man. I I make people want to spend that dollar, sir. Okay, so basically the problem with Raw this week and every other week and every single time, as always, is that... You didn't watch. What? Is that you didn't watch it. No, of course I watched it. <laughs> okay. Of course I watched it. Yeah. I, hate, I hate myself and I hate you for making me do this. How was your About Last Night article? Not done, because I can't even fucking find <laughs> any new words to say how much I hate the show. That's not just me going, uh on a fucking page, and I have I mean, higher standards than that. Okay, I was about to say, you could do that. I have higher standards than this. I, I have a word count. I don't have a content quality count. <laughs> Fair. But John, try to articulate into words 
some things about Raw. Like Raw how- is a show in which the same shit happens all the fucking time, and they only have one storyline, which is we'll be- we're building to a match. Let's have a bunch of different permutations of these various people fighting each other in various ways to build up to the match where all these people are going to fight each other. Whoa! What? Are you telling me that they had one of the Hardys fight one of the number one contenders? Yeah. Hey, remember last time they did this fucking build-up to, you know, the Hardys versus Cesaro and Sheamus, and then they had Jeff Hardy fight Cesaro one week, and then Matt Hardy fight Sheamus the next week? And they, the Hardys won each time? Yeah. And then they won the, the match on the pay-per-view? Yeah. Let me guess, the Hardy that wrestled this week won the match. Yeah! Except this time... And hey, what a, we're gonna do a big twist on it, Owen. We're gonna like really flip it around. What if? Hear me out here. This might be crazy. What if this time we have Jeff Hardy fight Sheamus? That sounds impossible. Impossible, and yet it happened. And the finish for this match was totally fucked up and shitty. What happened? I I, I have no idea. Okay, so basically it's uh. Matt is Matt gets on like the the ring apron because like Cesaro tries to get involved and Matt like gets him off or something and then Matt gets on the ring apron and it's supposed to be that uh that Sheamus uh bro kicks him off the off the ring uh-huh. ring apron to like set up for like Matt to you know for him to be distracted so that Jeff can get the the fucking twist of fate to the Swanton bomb. Yeah, this all it, sounds like it would make sense. Yeah, except Sheamus goes for the kick and. I think it's a mixer of both. He pulls of like, he doesn't go far enough and Matt pulls back when he shouldn't, but basically he doesn't connect with the kick and Hold like on. there's a split second. Hmm? Hold on. It's, it's as if both of them are afraid that they're going to knock someone's tooth out. Like they, they like freak out for a split second. Like, Oh shit. What? And Seamus goes for the bro kick again and just hits like the weakest shittiest fucking bro kick on his, like the middle of his fucking chest. It looks so bad. Again, it's as if they're the WWE said, you need to stop kicking people's teeth out. I mean, if your move is that you kick people in the face, you gotta, you gotta expect that sometimes a person's going to lose a tooth. But it happens way more often than it should with Seamus. When's the last time it happened with him? I don't know if he's a natural tooth, but people have gotten hurt fighting Seamus a lot, including the Raw general manager. I mean, not the Raw general manager, yeah, SmackDown general manager, Dan O'Brien. Who, ah, yeah, you know. Now he doesn't wrestle anymore. Seamus is a strong style man. I know, but he also ended Brian's career. He did not end Dan O'Brien's career. A lot of things ended that career. Seamus was one of them. Right, if you say so. He wasn't the one that hit him that got him the injury that stopped him from wrestling ever again. It did happen. Just Hmm. saying. I don't know. Anyway, Anyway. continue with this terrible talk. Yeah, fucking Jeff Hardy beat Seamus. It was shit. Hey, you you think that Matt Hardy's gonna fight Cesaro next week and then win inexplicably, even though Matt Hardy is a worse wrestler than Jeff? I don't I don't know about that. Is he worse? I would definitely say in terms of like in ring talent, like I don't as I've said numerous times, I don't particularly like either of them, but Jeff about, at least how, how does about, things that are interesting to me. How about 
how is he it with his in-ring deletion? Or he does not tell people to get deleted. No, he he does the the hand thing occasionally. He does the motion. He has never said the words delete. I'm pretty sure he he says it when he does the hand motion, just not into a microphone. Sometimes he holds his hands up and goes, ah, and it's like, I I like that. I wish you were actually doing your thing instead of not doing your thing. It's as if some kind of company is stopping him from doing that thing. I'm not saying I don't understand the the extenuating circumstances. I'm saying I don't care because I don't like the Hardys unless they're doing their thing. You are not wrong. So, anything else going on with that one story that Raw has? Yeah, I mean, so we're having a fatal five-way at Extreme Rules to decide who's going to fight the Bork Laser. That sounds lazy. Yeah, it sure is. It's, hey, you know these five guys who are at the you know the top of the card? Let's just, like, take the, the concurrent storylines that we've been running and just mash them together. Fuck, I don't know. Hmm. We got. We were gonna have a thing between the Finn Bauer and the the Bray Wyatt. We're having a thing between the Seth Rollins and the Samoa Joe. The Rom Dog is a guy who needs to be in everything because he's Big Dog Yard Dog Dog Yard Dog Yard Dog. Hey John, what if we took those three things and we just made it one thing? Yep, we're gonna do that and just slam them together and then just come up with infinite permutations until we are out of these three weeks. So here's the Seth Rollins fighting the Bray Wyatt. Why? Because this match has never happened before. Oh my god. I mean, it has happened before when we had, like, the The three Shield versus Wyatt matches, but it's never been a singles match, so fair. Okay, I'll give him that. Match was alright. Mm-hmm. Only alright. Okay. I mean, admittedly, it's it's hard, still hard for me to care when it's A, it's Bray Wyatt, and B, like, you know, Seth Rollins, he's doing a little better, but I'm still not really connecting with him, and I oh. can't quite put my finger on it. Oh, it's because he doesn't really have a character. Yeah, kind of. I mean, his character is basically, he's Finn Balor, but he says dude. He says and, dude a lot. And his promos aren't very good. Dude. Dude, part aside. Dude. He's like, I'm just going to talk aimlessly until somebody shuts me up. I mean, that's kind of why I hate the dude thing, because it just kind of shows how aimless it is. It's like, yeah, you're just like, you don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. How's Finn Balor's character? Is he a crazy demon man? Finn Balor's fine. He's Finn Balor. He's not a crazy demon man? No, he's he's just Finn Balor. He's, he's a sweet man who likes Legos and likes kicking putting you in the Finn Balor just kicked your ass club if you're the Miz. Because fuck the Miz. I mean, fuck the Miz, but also I didn't think that line was very cool. It wasn't very cool, but let's be honest, Finn Balor's not very cool. He's a nerd, and that's why we love him. He's a weird nerd who likes is building things out of Legos it was with Hideo Tommy, and huh. wearing a fucking crazy leather jacket and looking sexy as shit. I mean, I'm I'm man enough to admit that, yeah. Yeah, man. Like, and, and also just being strange. Like, you saw the picture of them celebrating his birthday, and they put a candle in a piece of salmon. Like, what? I, what I is did, your fucking diet, dog? I did not see that, but that sounds incredible. Yeah, 
They put a birthday cake candle for him and a piece of salmon. Did Finn Balor do the Finn Balor picture pose? No, I don't. Th- no, he didn't. He was just like, oh, I'm smiling over my piece of salmon. Oh, his hands had to be at his side. Come on, that's what he does. He always stands completely up, upright with his hands next to him, like having this stupid smile on his face in every yeah, picture. Yeah, that, that's basically what he was doing. Perfect. That's what I was asking. Sorry, I I, th- I thought you meant his hands, as in he was doing the Finn Balor pose. No, not that. The, the Finn Balor photo pose. Yes, sorry. Yes, he was most definitely doing the Finn Balor photo pose. Because he does that in every single photo. Yeah, I know. It's, it's great. Amazing. It's amazing. That's why I love him. He's such a fucking nerd. Uh-huh. He's, he's my... He's the sweetest boy. He's such a sweet boy. I want nothing but the best for him. He was in the best match on Raw this week. He fucking lost to Roman. <sighs> did he... Did Finn Balor look strong? Finn Balor looked great. He looked super cool. It's just like... Fuck, man. Really? Like... The first Universal Champion, and I know fucking, like, Rom Dog gotta look strong, because Rom Strong, Strong Rom Dog, I don't even fucking know anymore what Ram this thing is. Ram win. Like, I feel like, here's the thing, I felt like maybe this is them finally being like, okay, Roman is the heel, because we have nothing else to do with him, except for he beats the Bork Laser, but now, I mean, apparently, since you told me that, like, you know, my line of thinking was, if the the Braun injury was actually real, then, fuck, man, what else can they do? Roman just killed, like, the monster heel, aside from, you know, the champion, but nobody in, in the world is ever going to want to see Roman beat Bork Laser. But so, they're going to do it. Yeah, well, now my reasoning is, Roman's going to win it at uh, Extreme Rules, go on to fight the Bork Laser, almost win because he's the Rom Dog, and then who's going to show up again but the Bing Bong? The Bing Bong's going to cost him the title match and then fight... Again! And then fight the Bork Laser at uh, SummerSlam. Yeah! And then both of us are going to be pissed off because we're not at that show. Yeah! Basically! I, I would like, I would love to have been ringside for the Bing, Bing Bong Man versus the giant laser Jimmy John's Man. That's an actual that's an actual uh, Brock Lesnar match that I would like to have seen in person. Hey, relatedly, we have one more bit of wrestling news that we need to discuss. Um, what's that? Did you do any more research into that photo I sent you? Which photo? You sent me a lot of photos. The photo of what looks to be the president of Jimmy John's lying naked on a shark. Oh no! Of course I didn't because I I looked at that photo. So that's all I need to know. I'm assuming you did research, though. I did not, unfortunately, because I forgot about it until now. Because, you know, yeah, why would I want to remember that? Why did you bring it up? Because I thought of it when you brought up Brock Lesnar and Jimmy Johns! You, you know what you do with those kind of thoughts, John? You, you, you tuck them deep inside your head and then never say them out loud on a podcast. This is potentially the most important news story of the year, Owen. We could be, like, breaking actual Watergate shit. Fuck what's going on with the FBI dumb shit. I should know, as we've discussed last week, I'm the new head of the FBI. I still think that's Nunzio, but... Okay. So, John, what you need to do is you need to get an interview with... The, uh, the head of Jimmy John's to find out what the fuck's going on. Sure. Anyway, the point being here is that 
even after being fucked the shit up by the Brock Lesnar and having all his like ribs broken and his shoulders separated and all this shit, Roman can still beat the first ever Universal Champion. Of course he can, because he's not a demon man. Cool. Fuck Raw. Cool. Cool. Hey, did I mention also, by the way, that the Bray and Seth Rollins match ended with Samoa Joe running in and beating up Seth Rollins? And then Bray Wyatt beating up to Samoa Joe? And the Seth Rollins again, just because he could. Cool. Bray Wyatt, he looks strong. I bet that will result in him winning the match. Hooray for Bray Wyatt! He won again by not doing anything. I mean, also, he lost the match, but whatever. Hey, John, remember how you said Raw only has one storyline? Yeah. And how it's just, you know, to build into a match, you just put different permutations of the same two people, or or two different combination of people. But what if the feud only has two people? Like, for example, the Intercontinental Champion Dean Ambrose against The Miz. Like, the only way you could do that is if you had them actually have the match to build up to the match, and that sounds stupid. Yeah, I know, right? Well... Funny that we had an Intercontinental Championship match between The Miz and Dean Ambrose. What? Yeah. But isn't that the match for the pay-per-view? I mean, yes. And yet, But they had it on the free TV? Yeah. To build up to the one at the pay-per-view? Yeah. What? Well, you see, Owen, uh, The Miz was going for a... Uh, a chair let's say charitably say a uh a swift donk strike uh, oh you mean a dick kick no it was more of a, a dick fist oh dick fist actually i i do want to say one thing about raw this week um fucking Corey graves triple s like on his fucking game the entire night just being so funny and so all over the place like when he was going in on just like call saying miss i think i think he was going for a a strong style thigh grab like it was what? so funny wait say that again he he kept saying that miz was going for a strong style thigh grab on on ambrose have those words ever been said together before? No, they haven't. It's wonderful. Ah, oh, yes. I, I I like the Corey Graves. I enjoy having him on at least one of my Tuesday shows. Corey Graves is just so funny and so hilarious. He is, he is everything that we have needed in, like, a follow-up to Jesse the Body or Bobby the Brain. Like... He he does the th- the heel thing so hilariously well of like <laughs> of just obviously ignoring Miz doing any kind of like chicanery or anything and just like so laying into Ambrose when Ambrose gets himself disqualified by responding by swiftly kicking Miz in the dick. Oh, that's the dick kick. Okay, that's the dick kick. Because Ambrose gets gets himself disqualified by kicking Miz in the dick. Dick kick versus dick fist. It's like a Real fucked up version of rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. Hey, don't bring your dick fist to a dick kick fight. Fair. Fair. So, how does that set up for the Extreme Rules match? Because Miz was all angry backstage, being like, Rah, Dean Ambrose got himself disqualified because he knew that he couldn't beat me. I was going to win. I want a rematch, and 
I want a match where if the Dean Ambrose gets disqualified, then I win the belt. Hold on a second. So, disqualifications are a big part of this match. At a pay-per-view called Extreme Rules, where there's not supposed to be any rules? Yeah, why are there more rules on an Intercontinental match at the the No Rules show? Because, fuck for all, I guess. Sure. I don't, I don't, I don't know, John. You want to know a match that is stupid and also has weird rules? Uh, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, so please say it. It's Bailey and Alexa Bliss. Yes, I am ha- into this. They're having a kendo stick match. What? No, no, they're having a kendo stick on a pole match. Oh, right. It is a kendo stick on a pole match. Like, because, what? Because we're in WCW 2000, baby. Let's put everything on a pole. I mean, remembering the, that it's on a pole again, like, makes me kind of more into it than just like, oh, we can only hit each other with kendo sticks. But I feel like if the story is here, like, oh man, I don't know about Bailey, can she get extreme? Because of, this is something I mean, that you need to do on the wrestle show, even if you're like the sweet, wonderful baby face that is everything pure and good in the world. I mean, I think the story more than that is can Alexa Bliss actually reach the kendo stick because she is very short. That's also true. That is what I want to know. Does she actually need to use a step stool or something to get it? Because that'd be really funny. Or they just make the pole really short. Uh, I just want to see Alexa have to, like, scale up the pole. Oh, like like a monkey? Like, actually, like, wrap her body around it? And yeah, climb- man! Oh, that'd be really funny. That would be crazy. I'm not saying that that the people running Extreme Rules should intentionally fuck with the the height challenge Alexa Bliss. No, 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 but jo- John. It would be pretty funny. John, you know it's going to happen. It's it's so simple. Nia Jax is going to interfere, and then Alexa is going to get up on her shoulders and get it. And there we go. I mean, I'm not joking. That's that is that is what's going to happen. And there we go. I mean, it has to, right? That that that's what this has to be, right? I'm not crazy, it. right? I'd be into it. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, so we do need to talk about the uh, the segment that happened to book this match, though, because it was pretty fucking terrific. Uh huh. Because Alexa Bliss is in the ring cutting a promo, and Bailey comes out to interrupt her and start talking some mess. And oh god damn it, I forgot about the Amazon. Hey, 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 John. Yep. It's that thing that the WWE said was a problem, and that actually is a problem. Yeah! It's, it's like the, the WWE listens to this show. Do what you should do. You Jerks! Should call, you should call her Bliss. Anyway, Blissy was, you know, kind of promo in the middle of the ring, and being cool and everything, and then, uh, you know, running down New Jersey for being garbage, which it is, so fair. Mm-hmm. And Bailey comes out to interrupt and be... A stupid, you know, raw face, and uh, Bliss runs her down, and then Bailey takes the first shot because she's a raw face, and raw faces are terrible. Remember uh-huh. when Bailey was great? Back in NXT. Yeah, back in a place where they actually understand how to book pure baby faces. Mm-hmm. Instead of like Vince McMahon wanting everybody to be stone cold. By God. Broken in half. That's the wrong guy, but whatever. Anyway, yeah. the point being, 
Bailey tries to, you know, make a move on, on Bliss, and Bliss does the best thing of getting a fucking kendo stick and bashing Bailey legit in the back of the head with it! I heard it was in the shoulder. If it was the shoulder, then that looked really good. Yeah, because the, the trainer actually was, like, tending to her shoulder backstage. They, I mean, they said it, they sold it as the back of the head, and, like, they said it... And like they said on commentary, like, oh, I hit her in the back of the head. And for my eyes, it looked like it, she got hit in the fucking back of the head with that. Like that shot was really good. And like the kind of thing where I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they even like allowed something that even looked like that. Yeah, because I, I people were telling me that it looked like a safe hit to the back of the shoulder, which is why they were praising the segment. But you're making it sound way more dangerous. And I don't know how I feel about that. I thought it looked really good because, like, they they really sold the oh my god she like and and maybe again it was probably like, you know the camera angle that they used because they did like a cut to, you know they did like a cut when the the hit was happening to like you know in front of Bailey and like made it look like you know she got like clipped in the head and you see like the piece of like kendo stick flying out from like behind her head and it's like it, it looked fucking awesome is all I'm saying. Nice. Like, it looked really good, and they sold it really well to, yeah, to the point where it's like I said, like, I, I'm surprised that they even went with something that would even, like, look to a sponsor like, oh my god, she headshotted her. That's, don't do that. You're, you would die. Mm. It was really good. That's all I'm saying is Bliss is great. Blissy is the best. Weird, as if she was my favorite part of the SmackDown Women's Division, and then you stole her from me. Bliss forever and ever for a thousand days. RickandMorty.com. Yes. That's not our website. So, is that it for all? No. Oh, God. There's only one story in the Cruiserweight division, also. I don't care. <laughs> but you need to know more about but John, the Jack it, Gallagher and the Austin Aries. John, it's like as if... I thought we were playing a troll. Do you care? I do not care. Because They're fighting the Tijib and the Neville. But, but they re they showed this on the 205 Live. The Tijib and, and the Neville! <laughs> John, they showed it on 205 Live. I saw the entire thing. It did not matter because they did a th another thing on 205 Live regarding them. But what about the Titus O'Neil? Nope. I know what this is, and I do not want to talk about it. <laughs> I kind of want to talk about Apollo Crews kicking Enzo in the fucking face or back of the head and it kind of being a face move, but also a heel move. And but I don't also know being your spirit animal of sorts, because that's what you wanted to do at Enzo for like the longest time. Yes, yeah, I, I was stoked when Apollo did it. I was like, yeah, Apollo. Good man. I think it's the first time you ever said, yeah, Apollo. I know. Like, it's the first time that I was ever like, okay, Apollo is cool because he's like, okay, yeah, Titus is dumb and I don't get what he's doing. Don't be a dick, man. What the fuck's wrong with you? Taking your pictures. Get out of here. It was great. Good. Good good for Apollo. I'm glad he's doing something because he did nothing on the Blue Show. You want to talk about the most important thing that happened this week? Smackdown? Fuck that. Oh, God. The, the, we saved the best for last, Owen. The John. best thing that happened on Raw. This has been going on for three hours. What? Goldust turned on fucking R-Truth! 
Yay. And beat the shit out of him. Yay. I can't, oh, healed I, us. It's going to be great. I can't wait for them to have their match on the Extreme Rules pre-show. Yeah, I know. I know. But you know what? I don't care, man. This is going to give us heal gold dust. Maybe heal dust will like get an IC championship run. Like, <laughs> nope. You will not. I want heal dust. I like heal dust. No, you'll get heal dust. You just won't get him being in any important storylines. I want him to do creepy things and be weird because he's cool. But you have the Bray Wyatt already. He's the creepy, weird one. Different kind of creepy and weird. What if Goldust partners with Bray Wyatt? I want Goldust to stalk people because he's in love with their gold belts. No, see, that was when he. Remember had... when he did that to the million dollar man's son? Oh, I was going to say, I. He... Maurice was not cool with that. Also, la- Maurice was with him. What? Yeah, the last time uh, Goldust was, you know, into belts was when he was with his brother, who does n- not exist anymore. R.I.P. Stardust. I don't know, man. The American Nightmare Cody R seems to be doing okay. That guy, yeah, but he's not the other. Have you seen his crazy eyes? They have flags in them. I mean, but that guy doesn't do star hands, so I don't know who he is. He'd, I've seen him do star hands before, and then flip someone off after he did him. Okay, that sounds okay. I do like star hands. John, is that it for Raw? That's it for Raw. It Thanks. was not a good show, but I like Heel Goldust. Also, I like the Finn Balor. I wish he didn't have to lose so that Roman could look strong. Yeah, for for a show that you don't like, you sure had a lot of opinions. Which yeah, because pe- it's over three hours. Which people should probably get a written version of this over ProWrestling.cool eventually. Bring myself to finish it somehow. Wait. I don't know how. People are playing Patreon money. You have to do the thing. You have to do the thing. Tell me about SmackDown. SmackDown was okay. Which is, you know, an amazing thing because I usually say SmackDown's great at all times. It was okay. Do you like the Kevin Owens? He's the new face of America. He's a pretty cool guy. Also, he now runs the highlight reel. Oh. Remember when, right he, then. remember when he killed Chris Jericho like a month ago? Yeah. He sure showed us a clip of that. Do you like the Jinder Mahal? Remember when he won the, uh, the number one contendership like a month ago? No, I don't like him. Well, do you remember when he won that No More Contendership like a month ago? Vaguely? Well, he came out and showed a clip of that. Okay. Because I don't fucking know. People forget things, I guess. I don't I don't know why you, they wasted time with that on a two-hour show, but... In between, Did he have the Geratron 6,000? The 6,500. Sorry. I thought I forgot the, the 500 part. Yeah, well, well, Tom Phelps made sure to mention it. But yeah, the Geratron was there. They Gotta do a lot of things on a four-hour flight. But, uh, yeah, between those two things, AJ Styles came out and talked shit. As he AJ does. Styles. He don't want none. And then Jinder Mahal's like, yeah, I was supposed to be the guest, so here's a clip, and also I'm gonna fight you now. So Look have- at these pictures I took with the belts! He did not do that again. The, oh, the, what a bummer. They'll save that for Sunday. 
I guarantee we'll see them on the kickoff show. But yeah, AJ Styles and Jinder Mahal had a match, and AJ Styles is great, right? Yeah, I mean, I like AJ Styles. He's cool. I mean, I mean he had a great match with Shane McMahon, which shocked everyone, except for me. I, I it is has it has been said that AJ Styles is one of those people that could wrestle a broom and get a four star match out of it. Well, Jinder Mahal is apparently less than a broom because phew, boy, this match was rough. Oh wow, really? You're telling me that Jinder Mahal is actually terrible? Well, I thought you liked Jinder Mahal. No, I thought you liked him when he was on your show. No, I liked him in the sense of man, I wish they'd get three MB back together. But I was never deluding myself and saying that, like, ah, gender's good. Gender should be the fucking person in line for the top title on one All of shows. the shows. All shows. It's, it's the top title. Period. It's, it's, not a, it's not the universal championship, which is a made-up thing. Also, Brock Lesnar doesn't exist anymore, so it is the top title. Thank you. That I can't argue with. Uh, the point. The point is though that uh, you kept saying don't hinder gender, so they finally fucking listened. And boy, ugh. why didn't they understand that I meant it as like a joke? Well, they didn't take it as a joke, and this match was very, very long. And this was not the right way to to not hinder gender. I mean, at least Kevin Owens was on commentary putting over gender, which was nice. That's the good. match. The masher wasn't putting him over. Oh dear. But, uh, yeah, it ended with the Singh brothers uh, distracting the ref and Cameron Owens going, Hey, AJ Styles, nice knee. Whoops, this belt just broke your knee. <laughs> and then Jinder did his finisher, which is now called the Coloss, which is uh, Indian for the finish or something like that. Wow, real clever, guys. Yeah, whatever. It, like, at least it looked impactful this time, because he actually slams the person instead of throwing them up, up in the air and hoping they fall. Looked, it looked decent. The finish looked decent. It's got a name, at least. Jinder Mahal beat AJ Styles. Throw it in the trash. Jinder Mahal beat AJ Styles. Throw it in the trash. Well, you better get ready, because Jinder Mahal is going to be the top champion in the whole company. Throw your show in the trash. Well, before you say that, what if I told you... I mean, you... don't worry, because Raw will be there, too. But, but, John, before you say that, what if I told you that the Fashion Files were back? Uh, okay. The Fashion okay. Files' fashionable intent. I'm listening. Well, uh, Fernando was in their office reviewing the stuff, and a janitor walked in with a greasy... Jumpsuit, just you know, his nice mustache, just sweeping the floor. And Fandango says, "Oh man, I I wish my partner was here." And then the janitor says, "Well, what if he was?" And then ripped off the disguise, and it was it was Tyler Breeze. I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, it's a little surprising that Fandango was fooled by that. But hey, you know, I, I mean, I was fooled by it. It's very convincing. Also, this is a comedy bit, so just go with it, sir. Yeah, I know. But And including, he was doing reconnaissance, which Fandango could not pronounce the word of, which was yeah, really good. Yeah, because it's Fandango. And, uh, he, can, he can't even pronounce it Fandango. 
True. But he Tyler Breeze had uh, some evidence of fashion crimes, including a uh, a shirt from Baron Corbin that apparently he has three shirts and all of them have wolves on them. That makes sense. And then Sami Zayn's uh, undergarments, which are plaid, because of course they are. Again, makes sense. And then a shirt that a Nuso shirt, and you know what it says on it? So crazy? No, it's the, it's the, the day one-ish shirt. Oh, right. Except that both of them sit, read it as day one is H. <laughs> and they're trying to figure out what that means. That's a good question. What does that mean? But they said at Backlash, when they win those belts, their day will be H. Okay. It was, it was very good. Okay, yeah, sure, fine, okay. And then Brazango had a match against the Colognes. Okay. How was that? It was good, because the Colognes are good wrestlers, and so were Tyler Breeze and Fandango. When they get to actually wrestle. It was short, though, and uh, Fandango hit the Falcon Arrow for the win. Huh, okay. But then the Usos came out. Oh no! And they said, we're going to cut another promo where you just look confused while we say stuff that is also very confusing. I mean, it is the Usos. Like, rambling on about cosplay. Like, cops and robbers. And how they're going to flip the script, and instead of them being the police, the Usos are going to be running the, uh, the Uso penitentiary. Okay. Because, you know, when you get that shiver down your spine, it's it's not paranoia. It's the Usos. I've heard this before. Yeah, it was good. I like this. I'm I'm very excited for this match. It might be the second most anticipated match of the card. Which, of course, the top one's Kevin Owens and AJ Styles. Whoa. Uh, the, the, uh, the women <laughs> are all having a six-women tag on the, on Sunday. Great. So they're having a contract signing. What? Why do they need a contract signing for let's have a fucking tag match so that we don't have to fight for the title for some reason? Because it was having excuse everyone in the ring to cut promos. And also have a weird thing where Shane McMahon introduces the welcoming committee as a unit and then the other team they get individual entrances because well, maybe they're not fully bonded. I thought that was okay. a nice subtle detail. But then okay. but then Charlotte hit the point over the head by saying that she still wants the title after this. So I'm like, oh, come on. You're doing nice with the subtlety, and then she ruined it. But then James Ellsworth brought it back by... Before them signing the contract, Ellsworth was yelling about how each of them want a piece of him, but... They have no chance with James Ellsworth because he's the king. Sure. It was really funny. I really like James Ellsworth in his role. He is getting really good at promos. You should check it out. It's, he actually made me laugh. But yeah, this set up to a Carmella versus Naomi match. And you'll never guess what happened. I cannot begin to guess. Well, James Ellsworth tried to interfere, and then the referee threw him out. What? Wow! And then the welcoming committee tried to interfere, and then they got thrown out. What? Oh my gosh! But 
before leaving, they got into a fight with the Charlotte and the Becky Lynch. And whoops, it distracted Naomi and she got pinned. Oh, wow. I No. Yeah. I mean, actually, no, that is shitty that the fucking champion got pinned. Yep. Absolutely. So that's, that's what I'm saying. This, the, the first half was good. The match part was not good. I hope that they fix this and make it right on Sunday with having the welcoming committee win. Throw it away for it is trash. Well, speaking of trash, how about uh, Dolph Ziggler having a a promo into the camera in the locker room? Yeah, what did I say? Throw it away for it is trash. Well, he said, let me show you this uh, highlight package of Shinsuke Nakamura in the WWE. To which it showed the beginning of his entrance video, and then it did the color bars and said, footage not found. Because Shinsuke Nakamura apparently never wrestled in WWE before. I don't think that's true. Well, if you don't if you don't subscribe to WWE Network, it's kind of true. Dolph Ziggler lives in the world where NXT is not canon. He's wrong, but that's the world he lives in. But at least it's set up to Ziggler showing a, a, a really good video package about all the things he's done in the company. Okay. Which was really good. And then he says, you know, I did all this and you people still turned your back on me, so I'm going to kill your hero in his first match. And Sorry that you're a dork. And end him before he even starts. So that's going to be real fun when he beats Nakamura. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That That's going to happen. Uh, Sami Zayn had an interview backstage, and uh, he confirmed that he has a match with Baron Corbin at the, the Backlash. Wow. And then he made the mistake of saying Baron Corbin's name. Don't do that. So you know what happened. Baron Corbin was like, you don't say my name, sir. Yeah, put respect on my name if you're going to put it in your mouth, and he murdered him. So, yeah. Hopefully that match gets a lot of time, because those two were pretty good in that number contenders match. I'd like to see them do more, please. Yes, yeah, speaking of Barry Corbin, the main event was him against Randy Orton, and you want to guess how that match went? No. What if I told you there were headlocks? Wouldn't surprise me where there are a bunch of people punching each other. Oh, yes. With big wind-up punches and then going, bah! Bah! Yeah. The ending was cool, at least. Because uh, Baron Corbin did that spot where you know he gets thrown into the ropes, but he slides under and then runs around the ring post and gets back in the ring. Oh, yeah. Except That's that good spot, when, he, when he got back in the ring, he got hit with an RKO. Oh, no! To put over the fact that it just takes one RKO to win. Yeah, Check it out! Randy Orton's finisher is way over than anything else he's ever done. Yeah, but then Jinder showed up and it was the it was a trap and the Singh brothers and him beat him down. Ah, I'm Jinder, I'm gonna hinder you! And the show ended with him holding up the belt. So, we know how that's gonna go. But uh, before we end SmackDown, there's one more thing that happened that has me very excited. Because uh, Shane McMahon and Renee Young were you know, talking at the table, as they do. And then 
Eric Rowan showed up in the background carrying a burlap sack. Okay. And he said, I want to show you something. And then walks over to Renee's side, which people usually don't sit on, and uh, threw the bag down. And he says he wanted to show them something that makes them smile. Okay. You know what makes them smile? Mm, is it a snake? Is it, there a snake in that bag? No, it's, it's, a, it's a sheep mask that is painted up like a clown. So he put on the mask, and then he reached under the table, and there was a balloon! So he handed it to Renee. Isn't that nice? And then he instantly popped it. <laughs> and just started laughing maniacally. And then when he took the mask off, he looked completely serious. Okay. And then he told them how, you know, when he wants to <clears throat> calm down, he likes to count sheep. So he started pulling different colored sheep masks out that were just kind of like semi-spray painted, different colors. And started uh, counting them. Okay. And then he mentioned... To a Shane that he wants a match with Luke Harper at the Backlash. To which he got granted. And he says, well, the thing is that, you know, he turned his back on his family. But hmm. when I came back, he was no longer, you know, part of my family. And you know what happens when you turn your back on family? I get very, very angry and start yelling. <laughs> but then he had to calm himself down. So he put out his calming mask, which is the mask with the tubes in it. And just sat there wearing it. And Renee was very upset about this and trying to get away, but you know the thing where they're at the table and they're kind of tied down to all the wires? So she just kind of oddly stand near him until it got to the point where she just had to rip it all off and get away from him because it was super weird. But yeah. Eric Rowan calmed down and then left. And that was his segment. And it was amazing. I love this gimmick so much. Huh. He's a creepy man who makes masks. And they make him feel different emotions. Okay. This is way better than the Vintner stuff, I tell you that. Yeah, in fairness, it's that's not hard. But this is really good. It's really... It's unique. It's creepy. It's different. I like it. Cool. Yeah, you should, you should watch that segment. It's... I am looking forward to this match now, suddenly. Would you like to hear about 205 Live, though? No, but I'm sure you're going to tell me about it anyway. I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll tell you briefly about the 205 Live, because, you know, it's the Purple Rope show. Uh, have, what about the Noam, Noam Dar? He's with the Alicia Fox? Yeah, I, you, you, I'll you, admit, I watched a little bit of, of 205 Live, and I did see this, this match. Because you didn't mention the part where Alicia Fox with Noam Dar beat Sasha Banks cleanly. Yeah, because yes, I actually I I do believe I did touch on that briefly and I when I went <laughs> Sasha Banks. Yeah, fair. And then and you didn't want to discuss it more because I mean in fairness, <laughs> Sasha Banks. True. But uh apparently Lince Dorado was busy, so Grand Metalik got a chance to not be on main event. It's true. That was weird. Good for Grand Metalik, I guess? I mean, it didn't matter because they didn't put him over at all because they were just talking about Rich Swan the whole time. Well, yeah. And then Noam Dar hit his kick thing and then won. Handled. Noam Dar still has the worst record in all of WWE, but he's burying himself. Or he's trying to dig himself out of that hole, so good for him. Did you see the Akira Tozawa um, 
Oh, not the, not the Akira Tozawa, the Brian Kendrick interview about his match with Akira Tozawa next week? I did not, actually. They're having a street fight next week. Which lesson is this? There, There, there is no lessons. He said he's, he's going to take full advantage of the stipulation and he's going to end Tozawa's 205 Live career. Okay. Then we had Tony Nese against Mustafa Ali. Oh, God. I mean... What? All my favorite people. But what if I told you that uh, Mustafa Ali was coming down for the match, and then out of nowhere, Drew Gulak ran at 100 miles per hour and just clubbed him in the back of the head? While in his Sounds suit? Sounds like something he'd do. And also, he's clean-shaven now? Like, I'm not joking. He ran at the fastest he possibly could and just clubbed him in the back of the head so fucking hard. It was incredible. Like I said, it sounds like something he'd do. Like, he was about three quarters of the way down the ramp, and he got hit so hard he went the rest of the way down the ramp. Okay. And then Gulak said, I'm gonna murder you. So he throws him into the uh, the ring post as hard as he can. And by that, I mean he completely was lifted off the ground and then also hit his head head first into the side of it with a loud thud and then spun into the ground and died. Like, this okay. looked fucking incredible. They showed it, like, three times. He so, threw him so hard, he is now dead. So, the 205 Live equivalent of Alexa Bliss beating Bailey with the fucking head. Yeah, but it looked, like, a million times more dangerous. Because he, like, crumpled into a, a pile. He was probably knocked out for real. I'd like to think that he wasn't, and good at selling. N- no, because Gulak had to actually like, lift him up and throw him into the ring for- and said, hey, Tony! While he held him up in the corner and he got the-, the-, the niece to the head. Nope. No, that's that's the move. Nope. Well, the niece. Nope. And anyway, bad yeah. name. It- and I reject it wholeheartedly, and I feel offended that you even say those words in my presence. I mean, that's the actual name of the move. It's the, uh, the Again? What did I just say? Okay, fair enough. But, uh, yep, Drew Gulak looked incredible in this. This is the best. I I love him so much. He had his no-fly zone sign afterwards somehow. I don't know where it came from, but he had it. Great. I I love Drew Gulak. He's the one thing that gives me happiness on this... uh, on this 205 Live, except for the thing that happened after. In this entire division, one could argue. Uh, Except for the thing that happened afterward. Because Rich Swan was being interviewed backstage and about Noam Dar and Alicia Fox, and he's like, yeah, I want to stay far away from them because they're fucking crazy. Yeah, they are. And they're going to try to pull my shit on me, and that's not going to work. To which a person showed up saying that he has a package for Rich, Rich Swan, and he's like, yeah, I'm not Rich Swan. That guy over there is, which was uh, Ari Davari. To which Ari Davari took the package. And they, it was Anthrax. Well, he thought it was his, you know, his super expensive sunglasses, to which he quickly realized this box is too big to be that, so he put it down and then said, no, fuck this, I'm out. Oh. And then and then Jack Gallagher showed up and says, oh, look, free box. And then Davari showed back up and says, no, fuck you, it's my box. And then Gallagher said, yeah, remember that feud we had? I don't want to do that feud again, I'm leaving. Fair. He actually did say that, pretty much. 
And then I'm glad I didn't want him to do it either. And then Navari opened the box, and it was Anthrax. Yay! I knew it. But you know what the best part though was? It was actually Anthrax. Oh no! The, when they cut back to Tom Phillips and uh, Corey Graves, Tom Phillips was laughing so fucking hard about this. He was just completely gone. He was. Just, it, I don't know what happened. He hit, it hit a funny bone with him so badly. That Graves was like even like kind of losing it over Phillips's reaction. It was it was so um, funny. Phillips really thinks that murdering people with anthrax is funny. Yeah, he's like, why why would you open that box? It went poof. It poof all over him. And Graves like, you really need to stop saying the word poof. It is killing me. So yeah, you should watch that clip because Tom Phillips is my spirit animal now because he was just having so much fun. Then, then the main event happened. Four-hour flight. To be fair, Tom Phillips, he can do what he wants. <laughs> His fiance might disagree with that, but, well, you, you know, know that's you know. another discussion. Exactly. He'll turn. Could I interest you in some TJP against Austin Aries? No! Never! Good, because it happened anyway. Of course it did! You'll never guess what the story of the match was. TJP uh, was all like, ha ha ha, we won on Monday, fuck you! And Austin Aries is all like, no, actually, it is you who will be fucked! Or actually, he was like, ow, my knee. My knee hurts. Remember the part where I hurt my knee? Yeah, I do remember that. That was the whole story of the match. I was like, ow, my, my knee hurts. Ouch. Stop doing your moves on my knee. Ah, uh, knees! No, Tony Nese was not here. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. The crowd sure cared about this match a lot. You know how much they cared? How much did they care, Owen? They, they did a Fire Bradshaw chant during it. Okay, yeah, no, that's good. That's a good chant. But, yeah, the... Good looking at New Hampshire. I mean, it would have been a lot cooler if you did it when, you know, Bradshaw was in the ring, but, you know... Yeah, but... Ringside, rather. Yeah, but, I know you know... I know what you meant. Uh... Then, uh, you know, TJP had the knee bar on, using the bottom ropes for leverage until the referee saw it. And then they realized, oh shit, the show's almost over, so quickly, the last chance re happened, and the uh, Aries tapped out real fast. No! And then Neville came out and said, yo, fuck you, remember the match on the Monday? Wait, hold on a second here. The last chance re happened, and then Aries tapped out real fast? No, I, I meant TJP. There we go. My bad. Sure. Thank you for correcting me. But then Neville showed up and says, yo, fuck you, remember that match on Monday? And then Jack Gallagher showed up and says, yeah, I remember that match. And ran him off and, like, guess what? I bet they have that match again on Monday. Probably. That's the 205 Live. Or never changes. I give it a Gulak out of 10. That seems pretty high. I mean, whenever there's a Gulak on the show and he straight up murders people... I'm going to give it a Gulak out of five. All right, if you say so. See, so yeah, I changed the scale now. It's out of five. All right, if you say so. Do you want a, a Gulak out of Gulak? That just seems like dividing by zero. Sure, we, we need to move on. All right, I want to briefly go over NXT. There, it wasn't much, honestly. Eh, there was a bunch, but I mean, honestly, a lot of stuff this week is just building up to Sunday, or Saturday, rather. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, quickly on NXT, uh, Drew McIntyre had a match with Sean Maluda. Why? I don't know, but Drew McIntyre looks like a Game of Thrones character now. Okay. He's got like a he's got like a weird robe thing or like shoulder pads and like he kind of just like he does a sort of Alistair Black thing where he like he kneels on one knee and the start of the match and just like kind of hangs out there nah, before good. like hmm sitting I'm good. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's fine. Like I said, it's like it, it's cool. It's still Drew McIntyre. It's still all right. I don't know why he's looking like a Game of Thrones character, but I guess that's a gimmick. Scott man, sure. Scottish Game of Thrones. Scottish Game of Thrones. Sean Maluda just looks like Sean Maluda. Sean Maluda just looks like Sean Maluda, and also, yo man, he fucked up Drew McIntyre's eyes so bad. Oh boy, that's not good. Oh. Homie had, like, such a big welt under his right eye after the match. Like, literally, he looked like he needed a goddamn cut man to, like, cut the blood out from under him. It looked bad. Yikes. Drew McIntyre won with his Yakuza kick. Of course. Don Maluda should not have hurt him like that. I mean, he's going to have a cool black eye, and it's cool and all, I guess. But, yo, that, that that welt looked real bad. It looked real painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, also spoilers because they had an interview with him with McIntyre after the match. Uh, he's gonna fight. He's gonna fight Wesley Blake on the Takeover pre-show. So that's gonna be our match next week, or one of our matches next week. Oh boy, nice. I'm so excited! Isn't it great? No, it's oh, okay. Just making sure. Why? Why? What? When's the last time Wesley Blake wrestled a match? I believe we saw it. Oh God, that long ago? I can't think of another match other than yeah, the one where he fought uh, where he fought Ty Dillinger in the the Takeover Brooklyn Two pre show. Yikes! I don't know, man. Anything else happened on the, the, the NXT? Yeah, uh, the Roderick Strong, he got, he, apparent. they showed a clip from, uh, from after last week's Hideo Itami match, and yo, he got his ass fucked up by yeah. the sanity. Yeah, apparently they showed that on Twitter after the episode why we were doing this show, so whoopsies. Really? We missed weird. that. That's weird. Well, yeah, it happened right after the show went off the air, so they made it a Twitter exclusive or whatever. Right then. Anyway, yeah, uh, so they showed that, and we're all like, like, the Rod Strunk was all like, I want a match with the Sanity! And then Eric Young was like, we don't take requests, but fine, we're gonna kill you, Now, see, here's the thing. I thought this was gonna be a three-on-one match. But it's only against Eric Young. Yeah. He said he wanted Sanity, so why doesn't he just get all of them? Well, I mean, Eric Young's the leader of Sanity. I'm, I'm saying, with, with the way he was wording it, Sanity could have used it to go, yeah, okay, we'll do a three-on-one match, because fuck you. Dude, they don't need to, because it's just going to be a three-on-one match anyway. Yeah, they're it's great. Sanity, that's, that's how they work. That's true, they're going to interfere, of course. Tell me more. That's about it. That's really all they they showed on that. They just had Sanity doing one of their uh, 
They're check it out. We're hanging out in our weird uh fucking crust punk uh, graveyard or wherever the fuck we are train yard. You you, you want to know the secret behind these promos? What? It's as if they tape these while they're out on tour. Oh. But we don't have a backstage area, so we just fucking go outside. Oh. I mean, I honestly, I honestly just thought they did it in some fucking random place in the Florida Everglades. No, it's just when they're out touring, which they're doing right now. Okay. Makes sense. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So they had that promo, and that's about it. Anyway, they had, a, they had a match after, and I didn't write down the two ladies' names. It was... Uh, Lacey Evans? Yep, Lacey Evans. Against... Uh, the MMA lady. It, it, I'm trying to remember her new name. It's... Uh, Begins with a P? Sonia... Shit. DeVille. That's it. You're right. Sonia DeVille. My bad. It used to be Daria Baronado. Right. Anyway... Yeah, wow. MMA lady. Fuck, okay. Yeah, she's great. I saw her wrestle at the uh, the live event I went to last. And yeah, she fucking was great with the punches and shit. Yeah, this match was basically just, hey dog, I'm just gonna fucking punch your face over and over again. Yeah, and body shots and all that. It was like, okay, so this is just like, your your gimmick is your lady Brock Lesnar. But it has been actual Lady Brock Lesnar, unlike Asuka, who just is Lady Brock Lesnar. Yes, she's MMA lady and she actually does MMA shit. It's cool. I've always liked her, so I'm glad she now has a name that she can get pushed with. Yeah, she she did a real good job. I like this match. Mm -hmm. About all I really have to say about it. I I honestly didn't really notice that much else because I don't think Lacey ever. She's got she's got good luck. She just needs to work on the ring stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Other than that, uh, Castrozono had a match against, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Andrade Cianalmas. Yeah, Andrade Cianalmas. You're just blanking on all the names right now. I know. I don't know why. It's I mean I do know why because the show's almost over and I'm tired. And also, the the studio we're in is very hot. It is currently. 89 degrees in my room. Yeah, it's, like, close to that here. I want to die. But here's the magic of podcasting. You can't have fans on because it fucking fucks up the noise. Like I said, I want to die. Then tell me about the things. Cassius Ono had a match that I liked because Andrade Cien Almas is really cool and Cassius Ono is really cool, but you don't like Cassius Ono and I don't think this match would change your opinion. That's true. I'll give him points for something, though. You know how he wears basketball-themed stuff? Yeah, he actually wore one that's themed to the to the city he's in. I guess so. He wore an Orlando Magic themed outfit, unlike at NXT Takeover. Uh, was it Dallas? No, it was Orlando. It was Orlando, sir. It was Orlando. He was still Orlando. And he wore a fucking Sacramento Kings outfit. But at least he got an Orlando one this time. So good for him. And like Sacramento Kings. Probably. Came to the city you're in. Do the John Cena thing. Never do the John Cena thing. But that's what he used to do. He used to wear old throwbacks of uh, from the towns he's in. Back when he was word life John Cena. Pretty basic. It, it was, but it was a different time. Economics. 
I hate you. Oh no! Oh no! One right? Yeah, totally. Of course he did. Was it even a question? Because the, the whole point is that oh, Andrade doesn't win matches, but he's gonna be partying or something afterwards. Because ooh, let me put it this way though: after this show, I would rather hang out with Andrade than with Cachazono. Yeah, I mean, granted, I I would have said that you know anytime, honestly. You know, Andrade just seems like a cool ass dude. Who go to the clubs have a good time? Cachazono will party at the old country buffet. I mean, I would just assume the Cassizona would party at the let's hang out in my hotel room and play video games and eat pizza. That's and watch the NBA playoffs. Which, okay, yeah, I'd do that with Cassizona. Sure. I'd, I'd rather party, though, with the in the limo with all the ladies with Andrade, though. Well, yeah, clearly. He's so cool. Clearly. Was, again, these are things that are not in question. I wonder if he sets up ropes at the club that he can just lounge in. Oh, my beating heart. <laughs> you know who I would rather hang out with than Almas, though? Ric Flair. Bobby Roode. So, yeah, same, basically. Same, same thing. Same thing. Yeah, the show ended with him cutting a promo about how he's going to win at TakeOver, because he's glorious, and fuck Hideo Itami. Hideo Itami is whack for basically all the reasons that you think that Hideo Itami is whack, because you're a jerk. Well, I mean, I'll talk to you about that when I... When we do our predictions, which we should do soon. And then Hideo Tommy was all like, why don't I come out and beat the shit out of you? And our friend was all like, hey, how about instead I just get all these security people to protect me? So then Tommy beat up and GTS the security people. Why is it a face move in NXT to beat up the security? I don't know. That's what I was wondering. It's like, why is this a face move in wrestling that like... No, it's only a face move in NXT, because it's the only place that happens that people cheer. I mean, it happens when, in feel like in any wrestling, they send a security guard to be like, no, you gotta stop fighting, you gotta do this, and they beat up the security guards, it's like, yeah, fuck that security guard, You, they should let you fight, and beat each other up for some reason. Yeah, I don't notice that as often anywhere else except for NXT, because Nakamura did it, and Asuka did it, and now Hideo's doing it. It maybe, happens. Maybe it's it's, Japanese wrestlers should do it. I think it's just, no. I think it's just a wrestling trope that you haven't noticed anywhere else that does happen a lot, and I don't understand it, because okay. it's like, come on, man, these guys are just doing their fucking job. Yeah, what the fuck? What the fuck? Is that NXT? Yeah, that's NXT. Uh, did I mention that Atami also GTS'd... Uh, Bobby Roode? Yeah, Bobby Roode, so he's probably not going to win on Saturday? Of course not. That's NXT? It's fine. Is it? Yeah, it was fine. Do you think NXT TakeOver Chicago is going to be fine? Actually, I do. Really? Yeah, I think it's got some good matches planned for it. Would you like to do the predictions for it? Sure. Alright, what's, what's, what's the first match? Uh, what is the first match? Well, I guess let's talk about the match. Apple, I was waiting, I was pulling up the list, trying to get you to say something, but I got the list now. Okay, well, I was going to say, let's just talk about the first match that, or, or the match that we already talked about was being booked on the show Roderick uh, this Roderick Strong week. versus yeah, the, Eric Young. the Rod Strong versus the Eric Young. Roderick Strong is no chance to win this, right? No. Unless I like, hey, like Roddy Strong. I think he's super cool. I want to see him do well. I think that this would probably be a good time... Like, 
Hold on a second. Like, I, I'm going to ask you something that I, I don't know if you know the answer to, but maybe you do. Roddy Strong's actually getting married soon, right? Probably. Like, so one could argue that maybe this would be a good time for the sanity to just completely fucking murk him and send him packing for a couple weeks so they can go get married and have his honeymoon and have a good time. Weird. Why would you do that right after you're building up those video packages, though? I feel like I feel like when NXT scheduled, he could get away with sticking around, you know, do the taping and then go off for a few weeks. I can see that. Just not do the live events. Who's winning this match? Uh, Derek Hill. I'm gonna say Roderick Strong. By, okay. By DQ. Okay, that's what I was. That's what I was wondering. Mm-hmm. I could see that. And then they're just gonna be the shit of him afterward, and the feud's gonna continue. Bleep bloop. Bleep bloop bloop. How about the United Kingdom Championship match? Which, uh, they're doing the stuff to set that up on, uh, Friday. On the WWE Network, if you want to watch that. You probably won't cover it, though. But, uh, how about Tyler Bate defending against Pete Dunne? The Mustache Mountain versus the Scary Bruiserweight Man. I mean, he has a beard now. Doesn't have a mustache. I know, it's false advertising, really. I mean... Mustache Mountain's the other guy. Trent Seven, is it? No, they're tag team partners. That's the thing. Yeah, but he's he's the one that wears the mustache uh, the mustache mountain shirt. The mustache mountain thing was that they were tag team. I know, but I'm talking about in WWE. It might not be that way. I guess I don't know. Anyway, who's gonna win, Dollar Bait or Pete Dunn? I think Pete Dunn's gonna win. So do I. Because I feel like that crowd's gonna totally be into Pete Dunn and. Just like I am. Yeah, because Pete Dunne's cool shit. And this is a big, you know, special, so this would be a good opportunity to change the belt. Since you're kicking off your TV show. How about a ladder match for the NXT Tag Team Championship? The Authors of Pain against DIY, which I feel like there's been, like, next to no build for this match. I mean, there kind of has. Has or has not been? Has not been like yeah. they're. It's yeah. That's I feel like that's accurate. That really all they've done is like be, is they had the build up to it last week, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. I think I still think this could be a cool match though. Oh, it's gonna be awesome as shit. It just there's no real stakes besides the belts, and I don't well, think what more stakes do you really need though than like a story? The belts? How about a story? Eh, whatever. Authors of Pain are gonna win anyway. Yeah. So Nothing I'm complaining, mind. Yeah, I'm just saying, why waste the storyline if you're just going to have them keep the belts? Pretty much. You know, it has a storyline, though, which you didn't really talk about. What's it that? Asuka defending against Ruby Riot and Nikki Cross in a triple threat match for the NXT Tag Team Championship. It's true. I mean, honestly, nothing really happened this week. Uh... Th- that uh, that segment where she had the interview where she didn't answer any of the questions and was being oh dick. right oh right I completely forgot about that yeah she, and then she went out of her limo and you know smiled and waved to the crowd and then as soon as she was away from them we were still following her and she was very disgusted that's great she's a fake face yep and they're playing into it and I love it. Oh, man, I'm, I, I'm looking forward to the direction of this character that she's going. And also, she's keeping the belt, because 
Duh. Yeah. Champion forever. How about the main event, the NXT Championship match between the glorious Bobby Roode against the... Uh, I'm gonna GTS the fuck out of you, Hideo Itami. I'm glad that Hideo is back. I think that Hideo is cool. And I think he's gonna get CM Punk chance. I don't think he's gonna get CM Punk chance. Because he does the GTS, so of course he is. I don't think he's going to get CM Punk chance. I guarantee it's in Chicago, so of course he is, because they do that for anything. It's Chicago. I also don't think that Hideo's gonna win. I know he's not, but he's gonna either hit or tease the GTS and the crowd's gonna chance CM Punk, because fuck them. I think the crowd is more likely to chant GTS than CM Punk. This is Chicago. This may be wishful thinking on my part, but shut up. This is very wishful thinking. This is Chicago. They're all fucking losers. They're loud, but also they're assholes. Bobby Roode's gonna win. That part we can agree on. Indeed. So now here's the part where I make my predictions for WWE Backlash. Do you have the list of matches up? Hmm? Do you have the list of matches up? To I do not. Well, if, if you do, you could ask me what the, my predictions are, since okay. this is a SmackDown pay-per-view. Okay. Uh, for the last pay-per-view I had, you give your predictions. Hold on, I'm getting the matches up. Well, I, I, I can do the first one, and tell you yeah, the, the pre-show matches. It's Ty What Dillon. is the pre-show match, Owen? Ty Dillinger gets hate in English. Wow, that's exciting. Chicago's going to be really into the Ten Man. They are going to be very into the Ten Man. They might be into the artiste. If he gets to sing. Do you think that if he sings, someone will throw a rose at the ring? No. Oh. Remember when that used to happen and it was delightful? It was great. In fairness, they were also doing the the rose throwing themselves. I feel like the crowd... Chicago will throw a rose. Also, it's I not think happen. I think Todd Dillinger is gonna easily win, and then Aiden English is gonna cry again. Oh, word! You you think the Ty Dillinger is gonna win this one? Yeah, I I'd, I'd like the Aiden English to be happy, but no sadness and tears forever. Happens to the best of us. Mm-hmm. Do you have the list of matches up? I do, and maybe you should tell me about the Luke Harper versus the Eric Rowan. I told you I'm very much into Eric Rowan. And He's got a got a bunch of masks, apparently. I feel like this match is going to go about under five minutes, and also Eric Rowan is going to beat Luke Harper. Again. What? He has a lot of masks? No, I was saying you think he's going to beat him again. Yes. What if during the match Eric Rowan puts on different masks and he gets different powers? Okay. Like I think that'd be great. Yeah, what like kind of powers. Like if you like a certain color mask lets them do high flying moves. And like a red mask gives them Kane's move set. Come on. You're a bad person. I think it'd be really funny. Sami Zayn versus Baron Corbin. That's a match that's happening. I hope this match gets like over 10 minutes and Sami Zayn gets look great getting thrown around the ring. Sure. I could see Sami Zayn winning this match. I could see it too. With a, like a quick roll up 
And then yeah. Baron Corbin being super pissed off and throwing a temper tantrum afterward. Rah, I'm going to make you die. Rah. Yeah. And then now they'll, they'll have their feud continue into the next month. How exciting. It's, you know, while all the shit's going on with the Jinder Mahal and uh, with AJ Styles, why not you know, give Sammy something to do in the meantime until they're ready for him? Jesus. Better than not being on TV at all. Like he was on Raw. Fucking Jinder Mahal. We'll get to that. Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Dolph Ziggler. I'm going to say this right now. This is going to be the last match of the night. Really? Yep. Really? Did you see how all the promotional stuff's all about Nakamura? Yeah. I think this is going to be the last match of the night. Because I'm sure no, you're not going to fucking put Jinder Mahal at the end of it. Not in front of this crowd. Okay, if you say so, man. Yeah, I think the order is, I think it's the last three matches are going to be the U.S. title, and then the uh, the the Jinder Mahal match, and then the Nakamura match. That'd be, that'd be really weird. Unless they do the U.S. title match earlier in the night, and then I'd put the women in that spot right before it. But regardless, I think that... Uh, as much as I think it would be amazing that if Dolph Ziggler won and this whole crowd got super upset, uh, Nakamura sh- should win. That would actually be the worst thing ever. But what if? Because if you watched Talking Smack last week, JBL said that this environment's going to be like Nakamura's having a hometown match. And you know what happens in hometowns? That would just be really shit. Oh, also- the crowd would be so mad. Actually, wait, no. That would actually be the worst fucking thing ever. This is first fucking SmackDown match. Yeah, and he loses. That would be actually terrible. The internet would burn itself to the ground, and so would the arena. And fucking, it would make him look absolutely terrible. Yeah. Physic man, baby. Let's go. No, but for real... I think that'd be amazing if that happens, but I really am picking Nakamura to win. You're a garbage human being, and you're going to hell. I said I'm picking him to win. All right. Nakamura's going to win, but it would be... All right, try and take it back now. I said that... I prefaced my Ziggler thing by saying at the beginning by saying that that Nakamura's going to win, so shut your mouth. And also, if we're here next week and Ziggler won, I'm going to say, fuck you. Well, you ain't gonna say shit. I'm gonna say fuck you to Eddie anyway. I'm kill you. What? But Naomi, Charlotte, and Becky Lynch versus the Welcoming Committee. Welcoming Committee win. Okay. Naomi gets pinned. Wow. Kevin Owens versus Edge Styles for the United States Championship. Gonna be the best match of the night. Unless Nakamura and Ziggler steal the show. and Which I could see. Hmm? Which I could see. That's, that's why I, I said that. And uh, Kevin Owens is going to do some really dirty shit to retain the belt. Headlock man, man. But imagine it's going to be great, but also you can't make him not be the fa- new face of America. Come on, look at those graphics they just made. 
Headlock man, man, man. Please say the next match. Please say the next match. The Usos versus Brizongo for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. You almost said Raw, you asshole. I did. How dare I caught you. myself, though. I caught I'm, myself. I know, oh. but I, I, I noticed, and that upset me, because I don't want either of these teams near those red belts. You're going to get it, and you're going to like it. No, I'm not. And you what I am going to get, though, is I'm going to get Brizongo winning the tag belts. No, you're not. I need it. it. It's very unlikely, but I need it. Okay, all right. As long as you accept that it's not going to happen. John, what if the belts are fuzzy? I, look, I'm not saying it as if I would be opposed to this. Fuzzy I would be all in favor of this. Belts. Fuzzy belts. Let's go. Hey, Owen. Let's talk about what will be probably the main event nope, of the evening, the most exciting John, match of all time, no forever and ever there's for a no hundred days. The, the Randy Orton, the WWE champion, versus the Jinder Mahal for why, the championship, you, why, and he is surrounded by the Singh brothers. John, you're making this extremely unlistenable. Just, just I know. People, I know. People have tuned out before I made my pick, thanks. I'm making it as unlistable as this match is going to be unwatchable. Oh, oh it's going to be, and it's not going to be in the main event, I can tell you that much. I can also tell you that Jinder Mahal's winning the belt. Your God, really? Oh, yeah. Of course he is. Imagine he'd be fucking terrible, but he's going to win the belt. Are, are you excited? No. Why would I be excited about that? That sounds like... Jinder will not be thing. hindered. He will be the champion. And then, of course, he'll have his rematch with Randy. And then we'll get the WWE Championship match that we all deserve. While Jinder Mahal defends it against Mojo Rawley. That's it for heel turn. I'm going to go kill myself. But before you do that, why don't you tell people where they can find us? Or find me, I guess, in the future. I'm dead. I am already busy tying the rope around my neck. No, Nothing matters anymore. Please don't go that dark. Okay, I'm sorry. It's okay. You, you can find us at prowrestling.cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. It's a website that we run about wrestling. Yes. Thank it you, doesn't my have, partner. It doesn't have suicide. No, that's Impact Wrestling. Well, it used to be. Oh, man. <laughs> He'll turn. Oh, God. You can keep up to date with what we're doing by checking us out at Facebook at facebook.com slash PWC on Twitter at, sorry, PWDOTC yes. on Twitter at The Heel Turn or uh, check us at, yeah, checking us out over here at uh, Mixler.com slash Zonecast where we stream this live every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern over to you guys. Isn't that cool? Other than that, uh, you can find us wherever you find uh, podcasts and whatever RSS stuff you like. Hey, if you like us and you want to you know support us and give us you know, some money to keep doing this content and keep doing cool new things for the website. Uh, check us out at Patreon at patreon.com slash PWC because that's a neat thing. Other than that, yes. you can find me on Twitter at I am John GM and other places at I am John GM. You can find me on Twitter at Thunderscore Ozone. And a reminder for just a dollar on our Patreon, you get the detailed show notes for this and all past episodes.
It's pretty cool. It's dot cool. Yes, it is. John, we'll be back next week in a world where Shinsuke Nakamura will have lost Dolph Ziggler, Jinder Mahal will be the WWE champion, and Donald Trump will still be our president. I actually feel like I'm going to die right now. Yeah. Maybe it's just the heat in this room? No, no, sorry, sorry, John, I, I misspoke. It's WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump. So, until then... No. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.